Section twenty one of the Morals, Volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. The Morals, Volume two by Plutarch. Translated by several hands. Corrected and revised by William W. Goodwin. Greek Questions. Part 2. Question 32. Who were the Aenautai amongst the Milesians? Solution. The tyrants Thoas and Damasena being deposed, two factions got the government of the city, one of which was called Plautis, the other Chiromacha, and the potent men prevailing, they settled the state affairs in the association and when they would sit in council about matters of greatest concern they went on shipboard and launched out to a great distance from the shore and when they were agreed upon a point in debate they sailed back again and upon this account were called aenautai perpetual mariners question thirty three why do the chalcidians call a certain place about persopus the acmaion aeski the youth's conventicle Solution. They say that Nauplius, being persecuted by the Achaeans, addressed himself to the Chalcidians for redress, making his defence against the accusation and recriminating on the Achaeans. Whereupon the Chalcidians, refusing to deliver him into their hands lest he should be slain by treachery, granted him a guard of lusty young men and appointed their post in that place where they had mutual society together and guarded Nauplius. Question 34. Who was he that sacrificed an ox to his benefactor? Solution. In a haven of Ithaca there was a pirate ship, in which happened to be an old man who had earthen pots holding pitch. It fell out that an Ithacan skipper named Pyrrhus put into this port, who ransomed the old man upon free cost, only upon his supplication and out of commiseration towards him, and at the request of the old man he purchased also some of his tar-pots the pirates departing and all fear of danger over the old fellow brings Pyrrhus to his earthen pots and shows him a great deal of gold and silver blended amongst the pitch whereupon Pyrrhus, attaining to great riches treated the old man well in all respects and sacrificed an ox to him hence they say proverbially that none hath sacrificed an ox to his benefactor but Pyrrhus. Question 35. Why was there a custom amongst the Botiaean maids as they danced to sing, Let us go to Athens? Solution. It is reported that the Cretans, in payment of a vow, sent the firstlings of men to Delphi, but when such as were sent found no plentiful provision there, they departed from thence in search of a plantation, and first sat down at Japigia. From thence they went and possessed that part of Thrace which they now have, Athenians being mixed with them, for it is probable that Minos did not destroy those young men which the Athenians sent in a way of tribute, but only detained them in servitude. Some that were descended from these, and were accounted Cretans, were sent with others to Delphi, so the Botiaean daughters, in remembrance of their pedigree, sing on their feast days, Let us go to Athens. Question 36. 
why do the Elean women in their hymns beseech Bacchus that he will come to their help with an ox's foot? The hymns run thus. Come, O hero Bacchus, to the holy temple placed by the sea. Hasten with the graces to thy temple with a neat's foot. Then they redouble this. O worthy bull! Solution. Was it because some call Bacchus bull-begot, and some bull? or as some say ox-foot for a great foot as the poet saith ox-eye for a great eye and bouleos for haughty or is it rather because the foot of an ox is innocent and his bearing horns on his head is pernicious that so they desire the god may come to them mild and harmless or is it because many men are of opinion that this god presides over ploughing and sowing Question 37. What is the meaning of that place at Tanagra, before the city, called Achilleum? For it is reported that the city had rather enmity than kindness for Achilles, in that he took Stratonike, the mother of Poemander, by force of arms, and slew Acesta, the son of Ephippus. Solution. Now, Poemander, the father of Epiphus, whilst the region of Tanagra was still inhabited by villagers, being besieged in Stephon, a village so called, by the Achaeans because he refused to aid them in the wars, left that country the same night and fortified Poemandria. Polycrithus the architect coming in, disparaging his works and making a ridicule of them, leapt over the ditch. Poemander, falling into a rage, catched up a great stone suddenly to throw at him, which had been hid there a great while, lying over some sacred nocturnal relics. This Poemander hurling rashly slung, and, missing Polycrethus, slew his own son Leucippus. He was then forced by law to depart out of Boeotia, and become a wandering and begging pilgrim. Neither was that easy for him to do, because of the incursions which the Achaeans made into the region of Tanagra. Wherefore he sent Epiphus his son to beg aid of Achilles. He by persuasion prevailed with Achilles to come, with Tlepolemus the son of Hercules, and with Peneleos the son of Hippalcmus, all of them their kindred. By these Poemander was introduced into Chalcis, and was absolved by Elphenor from the murder. He ascribed great honour to these men, and assigned groves to each of them, of which this kept the name of Achilles' grove. Question 38. Who amongst the Boeotians were the Soloes, and who the Olii? Solution. They say that Minos's daughters, Leucippe, Arsinoe, and Alcathoe, falling mad, had a greedy appetite for man's flesh, and accordingly cast lots for their children. Whereupon it fell to Leucippe's lot to produce her son Hippasus to be cut in pieces. The husbands of these women, who were clothed in coarse apparel by reason of sorrow and grief, were called Solois. The women, Olii, that is, Aloi, destructive. And to this day the Orchomenians call their posterity so. And it is so ordered that, in the yearly feast called Agriona, there is a flight and pursuit of them by the priest of Bacchus, with a drawn sword in his hand. 
it is lawful for him to slay any of them that he takes and zoilus a priest of our time slew one this thing proved unlucky to them for zoilus sickening upon a wound that he got wasted away for a long time and died whereupon the orchomenians falling under public accusations and condemnations removed the priesthood from their family and made choice of the best man in the whole multitude question thirty nine why do the arcadians stone those that go willingly into the lycaeum while those that go in ignorantly they carry forth to eleutheri solution is it on the ground that they gained their liberty by being thus absolved that the story has gained credit and is this saying to eleutheri the same as into the region of security or thou shalt come to the seat of pleasure or is the reason to be rendered according to that fabulous story that of all the sons of lycaon eleuther and levadus alone were free from that conspiracy against jupiter and fled into boeotia where the lebedenses used the like civil polity to that of the arcadians and therefore they send them to eleutheri that enter unwittingly into the inaccessible temper of jupiter or is it as Archetimus saith in his remarks on Arcadia, that some that went into the Lycaeum unawares were delivered up to the Phliasians by the Arcadians, and by the Phliasians to the Megarians, and by the Megarians to the Thebans which inhabit about Eleutheri, where they are detained under rain, thunder, and other direful judgments from heaven, and upon this account some say this place was called Eleutheri. But the report is not true that he that enters into the Lycaeum casts no shadow, though it hath had a firm belief. And what if this be the reason of that report, that the air converted into clouds looks darkly on them that go in, or that he that goes in falls down dead? For the Pythagoreans say that the souls of the deceased do neither give a shadow nor wink. Or is it that the sun only makes a shadow, and the law bereaveth him that entereth here of the sight of the sun? Though this they speak enigmatically, for verily he that goes in is called Elaphus, a stag. Hence the Lacedaemonians delivered up to the Arcadians Cantharion the Arcadian, who went over to the Eleans whilst they waged war with the Arcadians, passing with his booty through the inaccessible temple and fled to sparta when the war was ended the oracle requiring them to restore the stag question forty who is eunostus the hero of tanagra and what is the reason that women may not enter into his grove solution eunostus was the son of elius who came of cephesus and Scias but they say received his name from Eunosta, the nymph that brought him up. This man was honest and just, and no less temperate and austere. They say that Ochna, his niece, fell in love with him, who was one of the daughters of Colonus, and when he perceived that she tempted him to lie with her, manifesting his indignation, he went and accused her to his brethren. But she had cried whore first, and provoked her brethren, Echimus, Leon, and Buculus, 
to kill Eunostas by her false suggestion that he would have forced her. Wherefore these laid in wait for the young man and slew him, upon which Elius secured them. Now Ochna, growing penitent and full of terror, as well as to discharge the grief she had for her beloved, as out of commiseration towards her brethren, confessed the whole truth to Elius, and he declared it to Colonus, who condemned them. Whereupon Ochna's brethren fled, but she broke her neck from some high place, as Myrtis the Anthedonian poetess hath told us. Therefore he kept the tomb and grove of Eunostus from the access and approach of women, insomuch that upon earthquakes, droughts, and other portents that often there happened, the Tanagrians made diligent search whether any woman had not by stealth got nigh to that place. And there are some, of whom Clidamus, a man of great fame, is one, who report that Eunostus met them as he was going to the sea to wash himself, because a woman had entered into his grove. Diocles also, in his treatise concerning shrines, relates the edict of the Tanagrians upon the things that Clidamus declared. Question 41. Whence is it that in Boeotia there is a river at Elion called Scamander? Solution. Demarchus, the son of Elion and intimate friend of Hercules, bore his part in the siege of Troy, but the war proving long, as it seems, he took to him Glaucia, the daughter of Scamander, who had fallen in love with him, and got her with child. Soon after, fighting against the Trojans, he was slain. Glaucia, fearing that she might be apprehended, fled to Hercules, and acquainted him with her late affection towards Demarchus, and the familiarity she had with him. Hercules, both out of commiseration to the woman, as also for the joy that there was an offspring left of so good a man, and his intimate acquaintance, took Glaucia on shipboard, and when she was delivered of a son, brought her into Boeotia, and committed her and her child to the care of Elion. The son was named Scamander, and came to reign over that country. He called the river Inachus by his own name Scamander, and the next rivulet he named from his mother Glaucia. But the fountain he called Achidusa by his own wife's name, by whom he had three daughters, which they have a veneration for to this day, styling them virgins. Question 42. Whence was that proverbial speech? Let this prevail. Solution. Dinon, the Tarentine general, being a man well skilled in military affairs, when the citizens manifested their dislike of a certain opinion of his by lifting up of hands, as the crier was declaring the majority of votes, stretched forth his right hand and said, This is better. Thus Theophrastus hath told the story, and Apollodorus in his writtenness adds this. When the crier had said, These are the most suffrages, I but, saith Dinon, these are the best, and ratifies the suffrages of the minority. Question 43. Why is the city of the Ithacans called Alalcomeni? Solution. It is affirmed by most that it was because Anticlea in the time of her virginity was forcibly seized upon by Sisyphus, and brought forth Ulysses. 
but ister the alexandrian hath acquainted us in his memoirs that anticlea was married to laertes and being brought to a place about the alalcomenium in boeotia was delivered of ulysses and therefore ulysses called the city of ithaca by the same name to renew the memory of the place in which he had been born question forty four who are the monophagi in aegina solution many of the aeginetans that fought against troy were slain in those wars but more of them by storm in the voyaging by sea the relations therefore receiving those few that were left and observing the other citizens overwhelmed with sorrow and grief thought it not convenient to make any public appearances of joy or to sacrifice to the gods but every one entertained privately in his own house his relations that were escaped with feasts and entertainments they themselves giving attendance to their fathers kinfolks brethren and acquaintance none of other families being admitted thereto hence in imitation of these they celebrate a sacrifice to neptune which is called the theasi in which they revel without any noise each family apart by itself for the space of sixteen days without any servant attending them then offering sacrifices to venus they finish this solemn feast upon this account they are called monophagi i e such as feed apart by themselves question forty five what is the reason that the statue of Labradean jupiter in caria is made so as to hold an axe lifted up and not a sceptre or thunderbolt solution because hercules slaying hippolyta and taking away from her amongst other weapons her pole-axe presented it to omphali after omphali the kings of the lydians carried it as part of the sacred regularities which they took by succession until candales disdaining it gave it to one of his favourites to carry but afterwards gyges revolting waged war against him arcelius also came to the aid of gyges from the milassians with a great strength slew candales with his favourite and carried away the pole-axe into caria with other spoils where furbishing up the statue of jupiter he put the axe into his hand and called it the labradean god for the lydians call an axe labra question forty six what is the reason that the trallians call the pulse orobos by the name cathartes i e purifying and use it especially in expiations and purifications solution was it because the leleges and minyae in former times driving out the trallians possessed themselves of the city and that country and afterwards the trallians returned and conquered them and as many of the leleges as were not slain or fled but by reason of indigency and weakness were left there they made no account of whether they lived or died and therefore enacted a law that any trallian that slew one of the minyae or leleges should be guiltless providing only that he paid a measure of this pulse to the relatives of the slain person question forty seven why is it spoken by way of proverb amongst the Eleans? thou sufferest worse things than sambicus solution it is said that one sambicus an Elean, having many comrades with him did break off many of the devoted bronze offerings placed in olympia and disposed of them and at length robbed the temple of diana the bishopess 
which temple is in Elis, and is called Aristarchaeum. Presently, after the committing of this sacrilege, he was taken and tormented the space of a year, being examined concerning all his accessories, and so died. Hence this proverb arose from his suffering. Question 48. Why is the temple of Ulysses in Lacedaemon built hard by the monument of the Leucipides? Solution. 1. Ergiaeus of the posterity of Diomedes, by the persuasion of Temenus, stole the Palladium from Argos, Liaga being conscious of and accessory to the felony, for he was one of the intimates of Temenus. Afterwards, Liaga, by reason of a feud betwixt him and Temenus, went over into Lacedaemon and transported the Palladium thither. The kings receive him readily, and place the Palladium next to the temple of the Leucipides, and, sending to Delphi, consult the oracle about its safety and preservation. The oracle answered that they must make one of them that stole it the keeper of it. So they erected there the monument of Ulysses, especially since they supposed that hero was related to the city by the marriage of Penelope. Question 49 what is the reason that it is a custom amongst the Chalcedonian women that, if at any time they happen to meet with other women's husbands, especially magistrates, they cover one cheek? Solution. The Chalcedonians warred against the Bithynians, being provoked thereto by every kind of injury. And Zipoetus, being king of the Bithynians, they brought out all their forces, with the addition of Thracian auxiliaries, and were wasting the country with fire and sword. Zipoetus then pitching his camp against them at a place called Phalium, the Chalcedonians, fighting ill through desperateness and disorder, lost about eight thousand soldiers, but were not all cut off, Zipoetus in favour of the Byzantines yielding to a cessation of arms. Now, there being a great scarcity of men in the city of Chalcedon, most of the women were necessitated to marry their freedmen and aliens, others that chose widowhood rather than marriage to such. If they had any occasion to go before judges or magistrates, managed their own affairs, only withdrawing their veil from one side of their face. Then the married women, imitating these as their betters, for modesty's sake, took up the same custom. 50. Why do the Argives bring their sheep to the grove of Agenor to take ram? Solution. Was it because Agenor took care to have the fairest sheep, and of all kings possessed the most flocks of sheep? Question 51. Why did the Argive boys on a certain feast day call themselves Balacrades in sport? Solution. Was it because they report that the first people that were brought by Inarchus out of the countries into the plains lived upon Arcades, i.e. wild pears, but wild pears were first discovered by the Grecians in Peloponnesus, while that country was called Apia, whence wild pears came afterwards to be called Apioi? Question 52. For what reason do the men of Elis lead their mares out of their borders when they would have them leaped by their horses? Solution. 
was it that of all kings oenomaeus was the greatest lover of horses and being most fond of this creature imprecated many and great curses upon horses that should leap mares in elis wherefore the people fearing his curse do abominate this thing question fifty three what was the reason of the custom amongst the Nossians that those who borrowed money upon usury should snatch it and run away? Solution. Was it that, in case they should attempt to defraud the usurers, they might be liable for the violence, and thereby receive further punishment? Question 54. What is the cause that in Samos they call upon Venus of Dexicreon? solution was this the reason that the women of samos by lasciviousness and bawdry falling into great debauchery were reformed by dexicreon a mountebank using some charms towards them or was it because dexicreon being the master of a ship and sailing to cyprus on a trading voyage and being about to take in his lading was commanded by venus to lade with water and nothing else and sail back with all possible speed being persuaded here too he took in much water and set sail immediately still winds and a calm detaining him he sold his water to merchants and seamen distressed with thirst whereby he gathered up much money from which he erected a statue to venus and called it by his own name if this story be true it is manifest that the goddess intended not only the enriching of one man but the saving of many alive by one man question fifty five what is the reason that amongst the samians when they sacrifice to mercury the munificent they suffer a man to filch and steal garments if he will solution because when at the command of the oracle they transplanted themselves from that island into michele they lived ten years upon robbery and after this sailing back again into their island they conquered their enemies question fifty six whence is that place in the island samos called panema solution was it because the amazons flying before bacchus from the coasts of ephesus fell upon samos and thereupon bacchus rigging up his ships wafted over and joining battle slew abundance of them about that place which by reason of the plenty of blood spilled there the beholders by way of admiration call panema some say that this slaughter was about phleum and show their bones there but others say also that phleum was rent off from samos by the dreadful and hideous cry that was uttered at their death question fifty seven upon what account was the andron in samos called pedites solution the geomori got the government into their hands after demoteles was slain and after the dissolution of his monarchical constitution at this time the megarians waged war with the perinthians being a samian colony and brought fetters with them as they say to put on the captives when the geomori were acquainted with these proceedings they immediately sent aid sending forth nine commanders and manning thirty ships two of which launching forth and lying before the haven were destroyed with lightning the commanders 
proceeding on their voyage in the rest, subdued the Megarians and took six hundred of them alive. They were so elevated with this victory that they mediated the subversion of this Geomoran oligarchy. But the occasion was given by the states themselves writing to them that they should bring the Megarian captives bound in their own fetters. When they received these letters, they showed them privately to the Megarians, persuading them to concur with them in a conspiracy to procure the people's liberty. A consult was held in common between them about this matter, and they decided that the best way was to beat off the rings from the fetters and put them on the legs of the Megarians, and fasten them with thongs to their girdles, that they might not fall off, nor being loose hinder them in their going. Accordingly, they accoutred the men in this manner, and giving each of them a scimitar, they soon sailed back to Samos and landed, and accordingly led the Megarians through the market-place to the council-house, where all the Geomori were sitting together. Then, the sign being given, the Megarians fell on and slew those men. Whereupon, the city being set at liberty, they admitted the Megarians, as many as would, into the number of citizens, and erecting a magnificent edifice, hung up the fetters, Pedai, in it. From this the house was named Pedites. Question 58. What is the reason that the chief priest of Hercules in Antimachia at Kos, when he manageth the sacrifice, is clothed in women's apparel, and wears a mitre upon his head? Solution. Hercules, setting sail from Troy with six ships, was attacked by a storm, and lost all his ships but one, with which only he was forced by the wind upon the coast of Kos, and fell upon a place called Lakata, saving nothing besides his men and armour. There, happening to meet with a flock of sheep, he requested one ram of the shepherd, the man was called Antagoras, who, being a robust-bodied young man, challenged Hercules to fight with him, and, if he were worsted, Hercules should carry away the ram. As soon as this fellow engaged with Hercules, the Meropes came in to the aid of Antagoras, and the Grecians coming in to assist Hercules, a great fight ensued. Whereat, they say, Hercules, overpowered by the multitude, betook himself for refuge to a Thracian woman, and was concealed by disguising himself in women's apparel. But when afterwards, conquering the Meropes and passing under purification, he married the daughter of Alciopus, he put on a flowery robe. Hence the priests offer sacrifices in the place where the battle was fought, and the bridegrooms are clothed in women's apparel when they receive their brides. Question 59. Whence was the race of Hamoxochilists in Megara? Solution. In that licentious democracy under which the demanding back of interest money paid to usurers was introduced and sacrilege was permitted, the Peloponnesians went on a pilgrimage to Delphi through the borders of Megara and lodged in Egara by the lakeside with their wives and children in their caravans as best they could. There a resolute drunken company of the Megarians, in a riotous and cruel manner, overturned their wagons and overwhelmed them in the lake so that many of the pilgrims were drowned. The Megarians, indeed, by reason of the disorder of the government, neglected the punishment of this wickedness. 
but the amphictyons taking into consideration the sanctity of this pilgrimage punished the actors of this villainy some with banishment some with death hence the posterity of these villains were called hamaxoculistae i e the overturners of wagons end of section twenty one